You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. All right, thank you everyone for tuning in again to the Wisconsin Sports Heroic Podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network. My name is Sam Holman, and I'm here with my co-host McQuaid Arnold. McQuaid, how are you doing? I am stoked uh, to be back another week with this this awesome podcast, and uh, even though it's the the dry time of the off season, <laughs> still still, still the, some things to go over and talk about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're we're kind of in the doldrums of the off season. Uh, Look, we've got a, a little something planned uh, for the next couple of months. Um, we're going to be doing the uh, last weekend or so, last Monday around that time of every month. We're planning to do a mailbag, and so that's going to be that's going to. We we did that we did one last month. Uh, it's going to continue this month. So if anyone has any questions, any listeners have any questions, feel free to shoot uh, me or McQuaid a DM on Twitter, or uh, I'll be putting out a uh, comment on Twitter later on this week, just asking for questions. So you can submit them there. But really, anything related to the Packers. Um, I know we had some fantasy questions last uh, last time. Um, I, I don't think I'm not an expert in that. I don't know how McQuaid, you know, what experience he has with fantasy football, uh, but we, we'll do our best to answer those if they pop up. Um, but yeah, whatever questions, football, Packers related, uh, feel free to send those in. I've uh, I played fantasy football for, I think, 10 years and I've won one time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I was proud last year. I uh, played my first fantasy football league and came in second. So. Oh, not bad, not bad. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was pretty happy with that. Well, anyway, we're going to get uh, back to football here. And uh, the first thing we're going to cover is kind of the big news of the week, and that was Kurt Benkert getting waived by the Packers. Um, the Packers, besides him, they obviously had Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, and then Danny Etling, I believe was the, the fourth quarterback, now the third quarterback. So um, it was already kind of a crowded uh, position room. Hopefully this gives Kurt a little bit of a chance to go somewhere where he has a better chance to get playing time, you know, maybe be a primary backup. Who knows? They're, they're bad. Some, some bad quarterbacks. Maybe you could even start somewhere for, for a game or two. Um, but what were your thoughts when uh, he was first cut McQuaid and, and what do you kind of see that quarterback room looking like going forward? You know, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a, a, a quarterback number three ever polarize a, a fan base like, like, uh, Kurt Benkert did so it's definitely some some uh, heartbreak you know in Packer Fan Nation for for um, him his release and mainly just for what he did off the field obviously is a big um, voice when it came to social issues and and then he, he had his gaming network and just interacting with the fans he's definitely a fan favorite so it's gonna be tough to see him gone but on on the field you know if you want to just, if you're just being brutally honest about it on the field there's really not much that that Kurt Benker would have given you that Danny, Danny Etling can't give you. And, and either way, yeah. you're talking about two quarterbacks going down before either one of these guys would even think about seeing playing time. So it, it's, it's, you know, um, when it comes to the, the on the field thing, I think that maybe Green Bay liked Danny Etling's uh, versatility a little bit more, just in the sense he actually converted to wide receiver in 2019 before com- converting back to quarterback. So he has a little bit of versatility, but it's very, very, you know, nitpicking little things here and there when it comes to quarterback three. I think the bigger news is just the fact that we have 
an open roster spot now. And the 89 people are the nine of the 90 people are currently filled and, and we'll see what happens or what, uh, what, what transpires after this, this release. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think it was, it was too surprising. I think Jordan Love was basically the number two QB. And if you're, if you're going to into, into a game with your number three QB, you're kind of screwed anyway. And so they didn't, uh, it didn't, there didn't seem to be much reason beyond, you know, taking preseason snaps to keep Kurt Bankert, even though he's, he's an awesome guy. I loved him, loved what he did off the field. Um, I do think it's kind of interesting. I, I feel like this speaks a little bit uh, into the the Packers' confidence in Jordan Love's ability to kind of hold down that backup quarterback spot. Um, I mean, I don't feel like there was any question about that before, but I guess this is just kind of a reinforcement, I think, of, you know, they, they feel pretty confident in his ability to back up Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Yeah. I don't think there, I think this is more of an emotional heartbreak than anything else. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta have quarterback in, in, or excuse me, confidence in, in possibly, you know, the quarterback of the future with Jordan Love. Yeah. Yeah, and then like you mentioned, Danny Etling, he's kind of an interesting name. Uh, from what I've read, he performed fairly well in uh, Patriots, in past tense with the Patriots, and I believe the Falcons, a couple other teams. He's kind of bounced around the league, converted to wide receiver for a bit, so he's obviously pretty athletic. So, I mean, kind of sounds like uh, shades of Taysom Hill a little bit, so obviously Packers fans will fall in love with him, and then he'll be cut and go to another team uh, after uh, training camp preseason. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what what happens with with his playing time during preseason. I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see um, the how much playing time he gets, and then and then how well or not well Jordan Love does to see if he actually does see any playing time. But yeah, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. I think there's a really solid comparison between uh, Taysom Hill and and who Danny Etling could be. And I mean, Danny Etling he played college for OSU, Ohio State University, and then LSU. Louisiana mm. State so he he came from from big colleges yeah he, he's been around success so it you know it's it, and like we said before at this it's very very minimal you know change between Kurt Benkert and, and Danny Elling but you really have bringing a guy in who's who's been around winning teams been around major organizations is athletic it, the, the, there's not too much I think that that this move will do ever do for the regular season but it's just interesting to see the the versatility they're trying to bring to the the quarterback room yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see definitely how those how those snaps are divided up in preseason. Kind of what I expect is Jordan Love will get the majority of them. I don't think Aaron Rodgers will really be on the field at all, besides maybe like a series or something in the third preseason game, uh, where the starters usually, I believe, the starters usually spend a little bit of time out, more time out on the field in that game. Um, and then Danny Etling maybe comes in at the end of the fourth quarter just to take a couple snaps. Um, yeah, I feel like that 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 Kurt Bankert uh, release. Well, it's you know obviously hard to hard to see uh, with his off the field stuff. Uh, it kind of clears up the way for Jordan Love to really take the most, uh, take advantage, make the most of the opportunity he's going to have in preseason and training camp. You know, and and it's it, it's interesting to say you know, but it's possible that, that 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 this move was partially made to give Jordan Love some more confidence. You know, I mean, Kurt Benkert was was a fan favorite in in Green yeah. Bay, and, and and you know, the players see that. Of course, mm-hmm. the players see that. So he said, you know, they're cutting they're cutting Kurt Benkert. They're saying, hey, Jordan, you're the you're the guy after Aaron Rodgers, and, and there's no question about that. So go out there and, and win the job. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view 
on all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, besides that, uh, we've managed to extend uh, talk about the quarterback three for a while. Uh, I feel like that's pretty good pretty good work for for an off-season podcast (laughs) um but now we're going to talk like you mentioned about that that free roster spot and you know maybe some potential free agents that the Packers could bring in so um why don't you go ahead and uh cover cover what your first free agent that the Packers could target so my first he's been my guy for for a lot of the off-season and it's Will Fuller wide receiver from Miami it's been a long time um with the Texans obviously um I like him a lot just for to see what he can do um, downfield, right? Right. This this kid, right, is explosive, as explosive as they come when he's healthy on the field, right? Now, obviously, that's the biggest aspect of having yeah. a, a wide receiver. But this this kid, I think, in his career, he has over eighteen averages over eighteen yards. Excuse me, over fourteen yards per catch through throughout his career. So that's for for an entire career. That's that's ridiculous, right? Now, he, he missed most of the 2020 and 2021 season. The good news, though, however, is that he missed the 2021 season for a wrist. He broke his wrist, right? So yeah. the, his lower half, the most important aspect of him, is, is, is has, hasn't been injured for, for years. You know, So if he comes in or when he comes into whatever team that signs him and takes a chance on him, he's not going to – he you would think that, he's, that his speed wouldn't be affected. And that's, what you would, that's what he would be brought in for for nearly any – uh, a team as it be that downfield presence to just right open the field and while you know we got we got Sammy Watkins that can do that do that on one side and hopefully you know Christian Watson can provide some of that this year this will be another guy to 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 spread the field I mean you have Sammy Watkins and Will Fuller just going yard on on the on the perimeter that gives Alan Lazard and, and Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs all the room in the middle and even on the on the perimeter to um, work the, the sideline work the middle of the field just having two speedsters like that would be, a, you know, huge for just spreading out the defense. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it did happen, but you know, at the same time, it also would would be just as not surprising if it if it didn't happen. Um, is is I would love to see this kid this kid in, in in Green Bay, give him an opportunity to play with a, a arm like Aaron Rodgers. Um, but yeah, I think Will Fuller would be a huge signing for this for this offense. If not anything else, the competition in the uh, wide receiver room would would exponentially grow 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, adding a veteran wide receiver is kind of interesting because they, it feels like that room's kind of crowded a, a little bit just with all the draftees and the guys that we kind of know are making the roster like Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. But yeah, I agree. He's definitely a prospect that they could look to add, especially since in the past they've shown interest in him. Right, they tried to trade for him uh, at least once in the past couple seasons. I know uh, Matt Lafleur, I, I believe, was the quarterbacks coach at Notre Dame when Will Fuller was on the team, and he, from what it sounds like, he really, you know, really loves Will Fuller's game and and what he brings to uh, the the football field. Um, so that I would say of the of the wide receivers that are still on in free agency, available in free agency, he might be the one that's most likely to. Uh, be signed by the Packers. Um, and, and you make a good comment because he, you're right. He's he's going to come into an already crowded right receiver room, and I, and I know that. But they could – they could. we signed Sammy Watkins. I mean, his his contract is one of the most team-friendly contracts I've seen in a while. Yeah. Will Fuller figures to be that or even less than that based on his last two years of – so it's really you're, – you're looking at, at at very, very minimal risk and and potentially pretty, pretty decent reward if this guy hits. So – I think that's why it's a good good idea to bring him in and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Okay, um, one, one free agent I was looking at, uh, Justin Houston, the edge rusher, most recently of Baltimore. He played the two years before that in Indianapolis. Um, he's just been a he's just been he's an older player, but he's just been solid the last couple of years. Um, in twenty twenty one, he had uh. 24 pressures and 4.5 sacks. Uh, the year before that, uh, he had eight sacks, and then in 2019, he had 11 sacks. So he's been, he's been, pro- he's been relatively productive for a player of his age. He'll be uh, turning 33, I believe, going into this next season. Um, but he, you know, the package need, they could use some depth at edge rusher position, right? They tried with Whitney Merciless, and they saw, you know, some really nice stuff from him before he got hurt. I think this could be a similar signing to kind of give some depth, uh, hopefully help guys like uh, Kingsley Anikbare, uh, some of those other young edge rushers, help them develop and just give give the Packers some fairly reliable production at that third and fourth edge rusher spot. I mean, I, I, I could be wrong, but I think that Kingsley Anikbare is the only rookie we have at edge rusher, or if he's not, yeah. he's the only one that's like not a not not a. Uh, a drafty, they're they're they're, they're uh, um, all you know walk on or, or undrafted free agents. So yeah. that's it. You know what I mean? It, when you talk about potential, it's it's Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, and then Kingsley and Gabari, and then nothing. You know what I mean? Or you know, I shouldn't say nothing, but you know, very very minimal expectations yeah. for beyond that. So if you get a, a guy like Justin Houston to come in to not only I mean, everyone says mentor and, and bring up the old, the younger guys. That's that, that that's a given, right? But but talking about just situational football, I mean, you got a playoff game where a, a running back goes to the outside instead of the inside, and and Justin Houston reads it because he's seen that play a million times, or right. vice versa, and he just he makes the play because he because he's seen it before. Um, and then just having you know depth there in case we do suffer an injury to 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 Gary or Preston Smith, having a guy like Justin Houston to back it up, even at his age, he's been extremely productive over the last few years. Um, for his age, you know, that it makes a ton of sense to bring in one more veteran free agent pass rusher for this team. 
Yeah, and, and another thing, you know, the a question with older players like that is, you know, durability. But Justin Houston, he played 15 games last year. He played 16 the year before that, 16 the year before that in 2019. So he's been he's been reliable. He's been dependable to see on the field. You know, put up some some moderate sack production. Obviously, he's not gonna set the world on fire at this point in his career, most likely. But he can give you give you some pressure. He can stay on the field. He can give you that veteran experience presence, like you said, and just provide you with some some quality depth at that edge rusher position. Um, another player I wanted to mention, just kind of offhand, I don't think it's likely, just because of some issues that have been that have popped up or, that popped up over the last year. Everson Griffin, he was with the Vikings last year. He only played for around nine, eight, nine games, and. After that, he, you know, there were some mental health issues that he he really struggled with. There was a scary incident where he basically blockaded himself in his home and was, you know, you know, he was ranting about, you know, other people being in the house with him. And luckily he's okay. He apparently, he sounds like he's getting the help that he needs, but he was actually really, really productive in those nine games. He, um, he had 26 pressures in nine games compared to 24 that Justin Houston had in 15 games. That's, that's pretty dang impressive. Um, so you know, who knows where he is at the mental health with, with those mental health issues. Um, obviously, Hope he's doing okay. Uh, the Packers, they have Jerry Gray, who was with Minnesota, who was in Minnesota with him at times during his career. So maybe they have a personal connection that way where they have someone who can vouch for him. But, you know, that I just thought I'd throw that idea out there. Like I said, I don't think it's likely just with all the questions off the field. But it, it, the, reading those numbers, those pressure numbers really intrigued me when I first saw them. See, seeing there's a there's a significant amount of veteran pass rushers out there right now who could contribute on um, on many teams, and you, you can say the same thing about wide receiver as well. But it's surprising, you know. There's a lot of pass rushers yeah. out there who are older, but have not their, their production has not dropped off the way you think it would past thirty years old. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So hopefully, I mean, I I'm all in, all in favor of the Packers adding someone else in the room, uh, whether that's a veteran, maybe someone by trade. Um, yeah, I feel like they need some depth there, but we'll see what they do. Maybe they have they they trust those young guys to develop and and fill fill that void. Um, now the second guy you were going to cover that was another player on the defense, correct? Yes, it was. So you look at our defense, and there's really only two holes, right? Or or two and hole, I guess is the best term. It's it's safety depth and 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 outside linebacker depth, right? Yeah. My other guy that I want to pick is is Landon Collins, the, the 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 standout safety from New York who went to Washington on a massive 2019. He signed a massive six year, 84 million dollar deal with the, with the Commanders. Um, now he's a free agent. He, he was he was cut or released by the Commanders, and he's already shown willingness to. Uh, the, the first aspect always is obviously going to be money, right? Is is he going to be able to? Or Green Bay going to be able to afford him, right? Well, right now yeah. Green Bay sitting with the second most cap space in the entire league. Uh, granted, I know that the, 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 there's there's things that need to be, come into play between now and the start of the, of the season, so that number may 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 dwindle. But they have the money that if they need to work around a little bit more, they could sign him. Right? It's not we've seen crazier things even this offseason, right? But going beyond that, Lennon Collins may be willing to take a pay cut. Right? He was asked to restructure his contract early in the offseason to help provide cap room for the commanders when they acquired Carson Wentz, right? And he did, he asked that. Um, and then after that, that after they, they 
acquired Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was on the commander's roster, and they asked him to restructure again. And he said, the second time he said, no, no, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> that's And that's when he, he said, I'm going to take my chances of free agency. And then the veteran was, uh, he was uh, released as a post, post-June post 1 designation. So he, he had willingness to, 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 to restructure originally, right? Now going on to the field, we, we have obviously Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos who are great in coverage. You know, Darnell Savage may has been, you know, iffy as of late. So, but the point is we got two, you know, average to above average safeties to play that position. Landon Collins, if we if we had him come in and, and play that hybrid linebacker um, free or safety role, he would, I think he would, he would flourish in that type of position. It's, it's very similar to what we're doing with, um, Tariq Carpenter, the draft rookie draft pick, seventh round draft pick this year, we converted him from safety to linebacker. We did a similar thing with Landon Collins, not only because he is he obviously going to be able to play the pass, being a former safety for 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 years and and, and a Pro Bowl caliber at that at times, uh, but he's he's big and he's strong and he can play linebacker the linebacker position um, as good as anyone, especially in that type of role. Um, it, it, the the rumors out there is that he could be you know asking for a five million to seven million dollar range for his salary and and that uh, that i think would be maybe too much for green yeah. to, to, to pay him um but you, you know if, if he's willing to restructure maybe a little bit less than that and and green bay you know wants to address that safety depth issue landon collins is, is probably my state my, my 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 most favorite uh selection of, of the free agency so far yeah, he's definitely an interesting one. Um, and obviously, he he wasn't he did not perform great last year. Uh, his PFF grade uh, was fifty four point seven, so pretty pretty bad. Though obviously, PFF I don't think is the be all end all for evaluating players. Um, but you know, with with that with that just in general, not below average performance. You know, he could be available for a fairly cheap price, and if that's possible you know maybe we see him uh rejuvenate his career a little bit kind of like we saw with Devondre Campbell kind of like we saw with Russell Douglas um you know we've seen Joe Barry put these these type of guys in situations where they can succeed a little bit better than they have in their previous stops so I would not be mad at it you know if if it's for a reasonable price um I'd be interested to see what he brings like you said he he's kind of a, a really interesting player where he's got the size to play a little bit of linebacker box safety that kind of thing um just roam around the field a little bit and kind of kind of give you a, a really intriguing tool uh to you know adjust your user de- use, use to adjust your defense to what the offense is doing um, but yeah, I think it. I think you know, for all of these players, it kind of comes down to price point. What price are they willing to come in for? Um, you know, what does it match what they can provide on the field? That sort of thing. And I, I think that uh, it's noteworthy to say that that his role on the team would would be asked far from a starting safety role, which is what he yeah. in, obviously in New York and then and then in Washington, um, a far from a, a starting safety role, right? Even though he may be a starting safety, you know, situationally. His his full time role would be far from that, um, and he would come in and, and excel at what Green Bay thinks he does best. You know, against the run, certain play action or certain uh, passing situations. Um, his 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 ability, right? Green Bay could exploit it to what he does the best because we wouldn't need him to be a safety or, or be a starter full time. And I think Green Bay would benefit from that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for my last guy, I'm gonna be taking Julio Jones. Uh, obviously, you know, for his career, he's been a borderline Hall of Famer. 
Um, just put up crazy numbers at times during his career. At this point, he's definitely not as that high-level receiver, if only because his durability is a major question. This past year, he only played 10 games. The year before that, he only played 9 games, and so he may not be someone you can depend on in the long run. Um, but the, I think the reason I'd like to see the Packers sign him is early in the season when the Packers, the rookies are still trying to adjust. You know, Sammy Watkins is still maybe trying to familiarize himself with the offense. Julio Jones can give you a, a little bit of a, an extra boost to the offense to kind of make up for those those, that, those slow starts, those deficiencies, and just, just give you a little extra room uh, at, at the beginning of the season while those, those new players adjust. Um, obviously, he's still he's not as productive as he was. He only had 434 yards receiving and a single receiving touchdown last year with the Tennessee Titans. He did average 14 yards per catch, so that's fairly good. Um, he can maybe add a little bit of speed, that uh, speed element that Will Fuller, like you mentioned, does. Um, but yeah, I just like to see him them add someone like that uh, at the beginning of the season, just to kind of cover up for the the way those rookie receivers are going to be trying to adjust. And who knows, maybe Sammy Watkins can provide that same that same um, amount of leeway for those rookie receivers, but. Julio Jones, I think, you know, you can you can depend on him a little bit more to give you some high level play when he's available. You know, the one of the the, the, the biggest stats that sticks out to me to Julio Jones is is this so right here. So games missed, total games missed from twenty fourteen to twenty nineteen is four. Just four, right? Games missed from twenty twenty to twenty twenty one is fourteen. So he's more than doubled or more than tripled his his games missed in the last two seasons that he did for the previous five or six. So he, that just to, shows you, right, just a couple bad years. And hopefully not, you know, body deteriorating, but just a couple, you know, off years, you know, uh, freak incidents has happened. Julio Jones has shown for, for you know, almost the whole 2010s decade that he's one of the most reliable receivers in the game. Um, play, He's played hurt. He's played consistently. Um let him get healthy for for an off season. Give him yeah. a chance. I think it's one hundred. There's no way Julio Jones misses this season. Someone is going to sign him, and it just it, it depends on how healthy he is and how much he can contribute to that team. But for eighty percent of his career, ninety percent of his career, he's been one of the most reliable receivers in NFL history. Yeah, so someone's got to give him a chance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I would not be mad if the Packers were that team. No. Um. Well, McQuaid, did you have any other guys you wanted to touch on or any other topics you wanted to mention? No, I think those were those are the, you know, kind of the, the top four maybe uh, free agents right now. You know, obviously there's, there's a few more out there that are similar yeah. to the ones that we said. But those are kind of the top four free agents right now that that if Green Bay were to, you know, wants to do something interesting with this 80 or this 90th uh, roster spot, that one of these four guys, you know, the money's right. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't take a lot to get me Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, like like I mentioned, uh, feel free to send in questions for the Mailbag podcast next week. Uh, but I want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of the Wisconsin Sports Rooks podcast. And uh, we will see you again soon.